1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I mean, that's a bad shot. I care what anybody says. That's a bad shot. Uh, but that story won't be told. That it was a bad shot.
2: Tied at 115, crowd rising to the feet, George defend Lillard. After a
0: week of sports that could drive a sane person crazy, two men arrive in the wee hours of a Sunday to provide clarity, truth, and questionable sports takes.
2: Spread floor, Lillard with 47 tonight, working it down to two to one, a deep three. Oh! Oh! What?
0: This is Sports Sunday.
3: Blazers with the series, a walk-off three
0: from Lillard. A recap of the sports week, a preview of today's games, and next week's big stories. Damian Lillard from way downtown. Now, here are Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher with Sports Sunday on the Odyssey app and 1080. I mean, that's a
2: bad shot. The fan.
4: That's right. Get with it or get lost, nerds. Sports Sunday, Joe Fisher, no Rashad Taylor, Jordan Schultz across the glass. How you doing, bud? Nerds!
3: (laughs) Happy Sunday. You know what? I'm actually a little grumpy this morning. I played some poker last night uh, with some buddies. Did not go so well. Dropped a 50 spot, and it was just one of those nights where, like, nothing went my way. It wasn't like I I was playing badly, but... Even on the moves where I tried to make and, uh, you know, thought I was going to cash out, like, nope, nope, just did not go my way. Cards
4: were not falling your way,
3: huh? <sighs> yeah, so, um, and that I, I can already see the text line being like, whatever, Jordan, you suck. You actually suck at poker and you're just trying to cover it up.
4: But yes, yes. A little grumpy this
3: morning. All a grumpy.
4: S- all five of the people texting in. Throughout the total of the show, probably. (laughs) Well, Um, five of them would agree that I'm terrible. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, Rashad uh, is having better luck with the cards. Now, granted, he's a guy that spent some time in Vegas, so I don't know how much his, like what his itch for gambling and going to the tables is like when he goes back to Vegas. Because I feel like, you know, it's like been there, done that for him plenty of times. I've lost plenty of money. I've given that city plenty of money at this point. Those hotels are just doing just fine, those resorts.
3: So he's lived there? Is that what you're saying?
4: Yeah, he went went to UNLV.
3: Oh shoot! So he lived there as a young buck. So he really, yeah. When you like, I don't have know, have no money, but you have all the energy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best and, your, and worst time, and Vegas. Yeah, I mean, to be
4: there. Yeah, college wow. student in Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Uh, appetite for disaster. I don't know what's uh, harder to do: be a college student in Vegas or like Alex Green last week, being a college student in Hawaii
3: i 'd say Vegas Vegas because Hawaii yeah. you do still i mean what I think Alex put it very, very clearly like you know on the on the weekends i 'm still going to the beach, but True. you know still putting in the work if you have the discipline you still can go enjoy the fruits that Hawaii has to offer.
4: I'm going to say that Sin City is uh, where you have the chance of uh, things going awry as a college student. Debaucherous. You know, it's literally just in the name. Let, um, let's just
3: put it this way. It's my favorite place to go other than Hawaii. Jordan, where do you want to go, Hawaii or, or Vegas? Like probably Vegas, then Waikiki. So that's that should tell you a lot about me.
4: Man, I went to Maui a couple of years ago, and I didn't get why so many people like to go back. Like, they buy a timeshare. Or they're like, oh, yeah, I've gone there three, four times. I'm like, you know, there's other places in the world. You know, there's other, like, islands and other. And then I, I went once, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I, I get it. It's so your heaven. It's your paradise, right? I, I've been to Vegas and Maui, If I and if I had the option to go to either, I'm taking Hawaii ten times out of ten.
3: I mean, Waikiki Beach. So... Burn me to crisp out there, baby. Ooh, yeah, right on the equator. I did come back like a lobster. But Waikiki Beach or Maui, I prefer Waikiki. It's just, there's beautiful people everywhere. But, you know, former home of the Pro Bowl, oh, my God.
4: Yeah, my dad's, um, <laughs> he's got a couple Pro Bowl stories because they lived, uh, my family lived there in the 80s. Okay. And so he's got um, a Jim Kelly story running into him. He's got, I want to say he got a hat, like a, like a sun hat that was signed by jim brown he's probably listening and he could text me and tell me exactly what it was but um yeah my family lived in uh wailua okay uh or kailua excuse me kailua which is on like the northern part of oahu Um, yes you got to go north or southeast around the island to get there from waikiki honolulu but um yeah i asked my sisters the other day i was like trying to remember because we had alex Green, university of hawaii running back i'm like hey what part of the island did you guys live on? What city was it? And they were like, Kailua. And I look it up and I was like, oh yeah, it just looks like a total piece of S just looks terrible out there. I'm so sorry that you guys had to, you know, well, what a horrible existence. There. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. So terrible. Sorry. How's the weekend so far, bud? I like doing this on Sunday mornings coming in. And then, uh, you know, we had our Friday night. We had our whole Saturday. Um, I can imagine how last night finished for you, uh, with the Mariners, but, uh, We'll get to that later, probably. But, yeah, how's the weekend been going for you?
3: No, it was good other than losing at poker last night. That was, like, the ah, one bright spot. The, yeah. the
4: Mariners did kick us some
3: Astros, Garros.
4: Do not—we I. We need to get to it later because yeah. that— <laughs> That was pretty silly. That, it was a baseball heavy weekend for me for sure.
3: Absolutely. And just the way that they did it. We gotta talk about that. Yes, so, yes. so yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna bury the lead, but we will get to that. That's what we call a tease in this business. Other yes. than that, had some great time with the wifey. She's taking a trip again this week. So we were trying to, you know, have some fun, hang out and uh, we've both been a little injured from our last personal training session, so it kind of forced us to just sit around is yesterday. It, is it being injured or just being sore as hell from a personal? No, no, <laughs> legit, I felt a pop on Friday uh, in uh, the muscle towards my left knee.
4: I thought the personal trainer was supposed to make you stronger not uh, deteriorate your body even more. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... Uh, no,
3: that pop's normal! It's it's fine, keep that's going. A, that's a good pop. I, I, I think there's, there's something to be said for trying to get in shape and uh, some bumps in the road along the way, oh, yeah. I I am not a twenty four year old professional athlete. I am a thirty four year old. Uh, what's our commercial say? Slightly porky. I'm a thirty four year old <laughs> slightly porky man. That's dad and, strength time, baby. That's yeah. when
4: that's when that uh, old man strength starts to kick in. That's right true. There, that's thirty four. I mean, I I believe it's just drink more light beer. Is what you need to do. I'm an IPA guy, so I've already, the beer belly's
3: like, it's not there, you know, but it'll probably be there in four years, five years, because I'm an IPA guy. Mm. Uh, can't really hold it off with the drink of the light beer for another few years after that, unfortunately, because I just don't drink light beer. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, you shouldn't, because it's terrible, so. Well, you know, it tastes light, like. But Light, it's all water. It's all water. It's terrible. It like a nickel's P, essentially. Yes.
3: That's kind of, I, I think that's what John Oliver referred to, one light beer as, and I, I <laughs> wholeheartedly
4: agree absolutely i love john oliver when he goes off on bud light lime see that's the one i he has though, a bit he has a like. bit he has brought up multiple times on his show about bud light lime just being the absolute abomination of this <laughs> oh yeah and he went uh, i think uh they
3: had to donate uh, his fans did and then he ended up chugging a whole bottle of it yeah, I-, I actually <laughs> like bud light lime or like
4: the bud light orange well suk was saying that he's got a well, buddy like, that he does not drink anything else it, okay. it's it's bud light lime or nothing Apparently, very conservative, conservative, very right-wing, uh, opinionated man as well. And I'm like, boy, he's conflicted now. Ooh, yeah. With my lime in the fridge, isn't he? Crossroads. you he going to have to go... Uh, I don't think there's Corona lime with lime infused with it. you got to put the lime in yourself. That That's more work. You know, the... He's got choices to make. He has choices to make. He does. And thankfully,
3: the beer industry has made strides, and we do cans instead of bottles now. Because I, I do like the cans of Bud Light Lime, or Corona, as opposed to the bottles. I don't think you should like Bud Light Lime at all. Not, no, I mean, I,
5: I
4: just don't think that it's... Okay, um, I can't. I'm not allowed to anymore. I, I feel like in 2023, and uh, th- we got options. I'm trying to remember in the, the last time a Bud Light Lime, honestly. I don't know if I've ever had a Bud Light Lime. I hope I don't. Because it just does not seem like a road I want to go down. I it's feel like a, that's going down the wine cooler road. No, no, I would say it's a good uh, uh, summer day college kid beer. That's so my, <laughs> That's where I go to my claws, baby. <laughs> Get me my claws. There ain't no laws with white claws, with Joe. Black, black cherry. Oh my god. No, see, you have the worst flavor choice. You got to go lime, man. Black cherry, mango. I lime is decent because it is very. Uh, it's refreshing. it's refreshing as hell. Yeah. It is. It's a solid one. Um. So yeah, this. This weekend for me, at least yesterday, Jordan, was like as Americana as it gets. So Ooh, late on me. Well, I, I drive out to Willamina, which is, I mean, if you want to call that Americana. Hey, that's Timber Town, USA, okay? They've got a lot of timber there. A lot it's also of, Native American land, so it really is Americana. Yes, and a lot of uh, blue-collar workers out there. Um, I noticed during Fourth of July last year, there, during their parade, when every... I don't know, four or five floats, there'd be a Confederate flag waving for some reason. You All know? Right.
3: I didn't know Willamina, <laughs> was, A had a parade and B was so connected to the Confederate
4: flag. Yeah. Didn't know Willemina was in the South. Uh
3: but Yeah, what and it's Native American
4: <laughs> like I am a Native American. That's why I'm pointing this out. That anyways, I do not have a problem with that. Yeah, let's move on. Anyways, Willamina, beautiful town. You see the rolling hills, you drive by a prison on the way in. <laughs> you do. Um but my niece had her T ball game out there yesterday. And so she was out there. I think it was like first graders. I forget how old she is. I think she's 7 now. Um and I'm probably wrong on that. But she's out there playing T-ball. My brother-in-law, he's out there as one of the coaches rocking his Austin Riley jersey with his Braves hat. Oh my god. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he does. Um and it was pure chaos. I mean, like as a T-ball game is. I hadn't watched a T-ball game in years and it was everybody got on base. It was everybody makes an attempt to throw to first, even if the guy's already on first. And then there are no outs. And quite honestly, I, I see you shaking your head. It's probably best they did it this way. It's
3: a three-hour practice
4: is what you're telling me. Oh, no. I mean, it went. It's a w- game. It went 45 minutes, I want to say. but Oh, it was that quick? Oh, dude. I, I'm telling you, if they played this as an actual baseball game, we would have been there for three hours because no one was getting out. No one was throwing the ball in the right spot. One kid did get out, actually. Like they made the throw in time, stepped on the bag, and they left they kept him on the bag. Just so he can, you know.
3: That's not fair.
4: <laughs> I get it. We're
3: just training these kids, but let's give them a sense of accomplishment. But here's
4: where I do appreciate uh the coach that was on the other team from my niece, is that he was on the third he was the third base coach and he was like dressed to the nines as far as baseball coach. The baggy baseball pants, he had a belt, cleats, he had that like he was ready to go. He would not help out the other team at all. So like little Timmy is drawn in the dirt, not my not my player, not my fault. Like he would not even give him be like hey, heads up bud, like hey, we're and he straight up at one point he'd be like, "Hey coach, your kid doesn't know what he's doing." You know, oh, wow. <laughs> and then, it, like, they'd have to come over and set him up. And I was like, boy, this guy's ruthless. He is not giving the other team any tips over here. That sounds pretty accurate, though. I'm trying to remember. So, again, yeah, there, was, day, there but... was someone out there that I feel like had some competitive juices flown out there. Because they also did one where they would uh, do the whole, all right, last batter. And then they would just let him hit. And then all the kids ran the bases and... There's the half inning over. You
3: mean like at the end of a Major League Baseball game where they all run on the field? Well, the not the entire
4: bases. team. It was just <laughs> okay. who, was, who was on base at oh, the time. Oh, gotcha. You know, they would finish it up. And then, so essentially, if you were that last batter, you were hitting a home run because they would let you run the entire bases. All right. Again, it was best that they did it this way, Jordan. Did you play T ball as a um, kid? I played like coach pitch. And then if you didn't hit it after like three times, then they set it up on a tee for
3: you. So that was like single A. You played single A or double A, I think is what that was. It was t ball, single A, double A down in Salem-Kaiser for me. Gotcha. And
4: yeah, I don't know what they called it, but I, I just remember I remember swinging and missing a lot. But I do remember know? at least getting the chance to hit the ball, and then if you effed up so many times, they just put it on the tee, and they're like, all right, go for it.
3: No, but my vivid memories actually line up with what you just stated. The coaches of the opposing teams were absolute Richards. So
4: <laughs> I not. I S you not. <laughs> and so, then sounds pretty uh, accurate, like a big a little league dad. Yeah. And then we finish the game, and we go back to my sisters and uh, brother in laws. I have a new nephew who's about like a month old now. Um, and congrats. Yeah, yeah, he's he was really smiley yesterday. Like it almost looked like his his like face. His smile was covering his entire face. It was preposterous. I couldn't never seen a baby that smiley before. But we go over there. My sister played softball in high school. My uh, brother-in-law played at Wilsonville and was, like, all-state as a pitcher. So this is a baseball family. So his parents, my dad, me, my son, we all get out there in the driveway, and then we start throwing the wiffle ball. And then we're just, like, my brother-in-law, he has, like, a this wooden bat that is probably, like, three feet tall. Not even that, two feet, two and a half feet. It's like a shillelagh. It's, like... Oh, my God. Dude, it's like a club. When I grabbed it, I asked him. I was like, is this to play baseball or beat baby seals with? Like, what do I do with this thing? Well, I was mashing some wiffle balls is what I did with it. And then I was throwing some nasty junk at my dad. Like, he just – I – I wasn't even trying hard and he was swinging and missing and everything looking foolish up there knuckleballs screwballs oh dude what he you was you, i could tell he just wanted to rip the the cover off if there is a cover on a wiffle ball he wanted to just tear that the plastic you know, hole off the wiffle ball yeah over the street into the grass and it was just he was whoosh, whoosh. he almost i was like dude you need to calm down you're gonna pull no bleak or something back there but we went from t-ball to wiffle ball And then this weekend, it was my Orioles taking on the Atlanta Braves. My brother-in-law is a Braves fan. Brandon Sprague is a Braves fan. Yes, he is. So there's been plenty of back and forth there. There was a great game with the Mariners last night. But there's so much other stuff to get to, including these NBA playoffs. If you want to text in, it's 503-864-6326, I believe.
3: Nailed it. Are Bam. we uh, talking about Oregon missing out on a big college name, or are we going to skip we can, that? One? We can
4: get we to that. We don't have to. We don't oh, have to. Oh, we can. Uh, but what I wanted to do is start with the NBA playoffs here because it's almost going to be – it's going to seem sacrilege to Blazer fans in Rip City. But I need to tell you in this next segment why we need the Lakers to win. Why we need, as basketball fans, the Lakers to win this series. We're going to do that next here on side. i got Jordan Schultz here across the glass – Rashad Taylor, hopefully still sleeping somewhere in Vegas and doesn't have too bad of a hangover, and hopefully richer and has more money in his pockets from Vegas. But we will get to that next NBA playoff. Lakers-Warriors next on Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: You're listening to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan.
4: Text line coming in here, and I agree with you 100%. Nothing better than uh, Sunday morning baseball lying in bed. I mean, you had Orioles, Braves first pitch at 8.30 this morning on the cock. Peacock. Yeah, Peacock had that. Saw that last night. I was like, ooh, early
3: morning baseball. Let's go.
4: yes. Yes, we have some baseball going on right now. Braves lead one nothing. Top of the third. Orioles though, bases loaded, two outs. We'll see what they do here, Bob.
3: I always watch The Office on the cock, so I uh, I am constantly flooded with these <laughs> baseball ads.
4: I I need we need to be careful about <laughs> how many jokes we make about Peacock because if we keep calling it the cock, then. I feel like we will get in trouble at one of these At some points. point probably.
3: Yes. <laughs> uh, but I think one or two a shows okay, right? uh, So so we've got yeah. we've we've got our limit. We made one each and <laughs> and i We hit our C limit today. Yeah, we got to throw the rest of the fish back, right? <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay.
4: Damn it. Orioles left them stranded. Okay. Uh Lakers Warriors they played last night and uh Lakers won. They ended up running away with it. Uh, I think they they were they were down early in the first and then went on a 30 to 8 run. That will help things. And they have now taken a 2 1 series lead against the Warriors. Uh, Game four will be tomorrow night, 7 o'clock TNT. But what we've seen in this series is two totally different styles of offensive play. Yes. Completely different. Warriors jack up 53 pointers a game. Literally, I think they had 53 in one game. I think uh, game one, they had 53 three point attempts. (laughs) Whereas in game one, The Lakers had attempted one three-pointer through the first half of basketball. And that's just kind of been the trend going through this series already is that Warriors are going to do what the Warriors do. 44 last night. Shoot a billion three-pointers. And the Lakers, I mean, 31, so a lot more than normal. But they nailed 15 of them. So talk about being efficient. What we're seeing from the Lakers, and I know being in the city of Portland and being Blazer fans out there listening to this, and myself being a Blazers fan, that having the Lakers needing, they have to win this series, not just for the sake of the Lakers and what it means for the league. and They need to win this for basketball fans. Because what have we been hearing over the last 10 years now since Curry has taken over the game is that, Three points has three pointers have taken over the game. It's what kids are doing now. They're jacking up as many threes as they can. It just becomes a shooting contest, back and forth. You shoot a three, you shoot, a... and that to a lot of basketball purists is just not basketball. That's not the game how it should be played. No inside game happening, or near not nearly as much. And now, granted, I mean, as we've been introduced to analytics, it's like why take that mid range when you can take two steps back and take a three and have the same chance of making it, right? But what the Lakers are doing, they are showing you that physicality and not having to shoot the three can easily win you ball games. Being able to play really good defense, and quite honestly, having Anthony Davis is a huge game changer for them. The freak in the middle helps, yeah. Yeah, but that, I mean, having Anthony Davis, that's not like relying on a big three-point shooter. Having LeBron James, that's not relying on a big three-point shooter. Since Austin Reeves made the big shot in the series before, he has played terribly. He's not giving you anything as far as three-pointing goes. This team is as old school as it gets in the league right now, and this is why you need the Lakers to beat the Warriors as a basketball fan because I'm I'm done with the Warriors. We've been done with the Warriors for a while now, but we've also seen the Rockets try to beat the Warriors In the way that the Warriors play. It was James Harden. It was Eric Gordon. It was three-point shooters. We're going to play small ball, and we're going to jack up as many three-pointers as the Warriors do. And then we'll beat them. We saw them do that for, what, three years, the Rockets with James Harden? It didn't work. They couldn't do it because the Warriors are the best at it. They perfected it. It's their style of play. You can't beat them at their own game. So the Lakers are saying, all right, well, we're going to beat them at our game. And we're going to be... We're going to be way bigger. We're going to be more physical. We're going to just bowl through players. LeBron literally at game one had a moment. He took the ball all the way from down court, went a million miles per hour. You saw Draymond Green last night pick up five fouls halfway through the third quarter. They can't stop these guys. It's just they are going to live within 15 feet of the rim and score two-pointers all day, play great defense, lock down Curry, have Jordan Poole take terrible shots late in the game, and they're going to win that way. And quite frankly, I want them to win. I want them to win that way because I am just, I'm done with the three point shooting contest from the Warriors. I'm sick of it. I've seen it for 10 years.
3: So you hate, you're hating the way the league's going, and not just really the Warriors, the style that they play, but really how the league is trending
4: towards that in general. Yes. I mean, that's, it's what it. Hmm. It's not even trending. It's been like that for the last five years now since the Warriors have gone on their run where teams are like, oh, well, yeah, I guess we'll just jack up a bunch of threes now, too. Well, I
3: hear you. Um, I will say, you know, I feel like the Lakers used that old school style, mixed a little bit. 15-31 to last night. They hit almost 50% of their threes. Yeah, no,
4: vision as hell. Like I said, be be smart about the shots you take, right? I mean, game one, they took, I think, seven or eight threes total. So, I mean, if the shot's there and they're falling, keep taking them, right? But
3: I guess what I'm trying to say is the Lakers know that they can play old school because, essentially, you're right. Anthony Davis, I mean, he's playing like Bob McAdoo from the 70s and 80s. Dude is shutting you down, down in the paint. Four blocks last night, another double-double. I mean, he is exhausted by the end of each game, but but that's what this championship means to him. He is obviously leaving nothing in the tank. But along with that old-school play, you had guys shooting the lights out from three. And so last night, I think it was... Uh, a case of everything going right for the Lakers, you you break, you break make a great point that they really take shots when they need to, especially the three, but when you got Schroeder coming off the bench with three threes, I think D'Angelo Russell hit like four or five last night, so he was leading the way. LeBron, he even hit one, and he can't, uh, maybe even two, and he can't shoot. People were talking about just Westbrooking him this week, and oh, lo and behold, it doesn't matter, so if it, 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 to me, it feels like the Lakers stepped up, but you are so right, that old School style of play. I, I'll even throw Jared Vanderbilt in there. You know, with that defense, somebody that the Blazers, Blazers were, were. huge. Oh, no kidding. And the Blazers really wanted him from Utah. Ended up getting Matisse Tybull as, the, you know, their defender. Which,
4: he's good. I'm not trying to knock Matisse. But we see what Jared Vanderbilt is. And see we why wish we, we had him. Yeah, see why Blazer fans wanted to have him on the team. And uh, just exactly. to go back and correct myself. Blazers did not take, like, seven or eight three-pointers on game one. They only made six. They did take 25. In game one. So didn't make a lot of three pointers and
3: see yeah, the Lakers just everything went right for them. And Steph is getting older. We haven't mentioned Steph's age much during these playoffs, at least here on 1080 the fan. We have it maybe nationally. They have but he's 35 dudes. You know, he's coming out with what a 20 23 point effort last night, but it was on nine of 20 or something shooting. You can't win when nobody's hitting shots, and essentially the Lakers just played iso ball and stuffed the hell out of the middle last night. Or excuse me, let the Warriors play iso ball, and it didn't work with Steph. It didn't work with Clay. It didn't work with Jordan
4: Poole. They and, were done. And what you're seeing with the the physicality factor is you're seeing it in the free throw line difference. I mean, game one's game one and game two. Uh, Last night for, or excuse me, game one and game three, the Lakers of victories. Game three last night, Lakers shot 37 free throws. The Warriors only 17. 20 free throws difference. Uh, Warriors made 12. Lakers made 28. So that's 16
3: points. You brought up the word efficiency. So check this out. A minus 20 on the free throws for the Golden State Warriors. However, they have a plus 13 on the threes and make less three-pointers. Yeah, you talk about efficiency. That's kind of what, what goes to my point, I feel like, though. The Lakers just had a night, and everything on all cylinders was cashing for them.
4: I just – and text line says, next thing you know, your kids are Lakers fans and running around smoking crack. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep, yep. It's – I know. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, even going into that Lakers-Memphis-Grizzlies series, I was just like, tell me why I think the Lakers should win this and tell me why I'm losing my mind. Like, what is this – you should have caught me after the Lakers won that bubble championship. I felt like I was losing my mind because I was filming, producing dirt and sprague, and they're like, you know, good for them, good for – Lakers, you know, they go, they stay resilient, go and win the bubble. And I was just like, what the what is this? What is going on? Why are we giving the Lakers any credit here? What the hell? And then I don't know if it's just me. I'm be I'm maturing, becoming an old man now, and I don't care as much as about the fandom or the rivalries, but becoming a dad. Yeah, right. Like I don't know. Like the Greys are starting to come in more and more every day, Jordan. Well but, ditto here. I just look at I would say this about any team, regardless if they were wearing a Lakers jersey, if this was, I mean, insert random Western Conference team that had this makeup and played this way. I would be saying the same thing, like, please let them win this series, because I want to see basketball won that way versus chucking up shots, chucking up shots. Chuck. It's just it's we've seen it. We're good. Warriors, you're one of the best teams of all time. All right. You, you made your point. I'm good, though. I love to see the physicality that the Lakers, LeBron, Anthony Davis are showing. And it's right now got them the 2-1 series lead at the moment. Now, in the playoffs, the Lakers are leading their series. The Nuggets have the 2-1 series lead, but they just lost game three to the Suns. You had the 76ers win game one without Joel Embiid. Now they've lost back-to-back with Joel Embiid, MVP against the Celtics. And then you have, of course, the Miami Heat. Doing Miami Heat things in the playoffs, beating the New York Knicks, uh, and now they are up two games to one. So I have to ask for this next segment, Jordan. Is there a front runner? <laughs> is there a top team right now in the playoffs? Because I feel like it's changing night to night. Text in 503-864-6326. You can also hit us up on the socials at Joe Fish3 F-I-S-C-H and at on the air Jordan that is jordan d o n that's right but yeah text line 503 864 6326 is there a front runner who's your front runner who do you think is the best team left in these nba playoffs cuz like i said i feel like it changes night to night we will get to that next here
0: Sports Sunday with Rashad and Joe on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080, The Fan.
4: Man. A lot of D bags in sports right now. I
3: it's mean, there always are, but I guess we have more publici- publicization of it because of Twitter and social media, right? Ugh.
4: That damn cancel culture. What? No. Account- Stop.
3: Accountability, dude. God. Uh, ag- Ugh. Cancel culture. That's
4: not really what I'm talking about. How dare people be held accountable accountable for their actions? What the hell? Uh,
3: the incident I always think of is uh, Peyton Manning shoving his rear end in a staffer's face at the University of Tennessee when he was in college there as a quarterback, and uh, it was
4: all just a big misunderstanding. Oh, I'm Jordan. sure it was,
3: but without social media, we will we will never know. He had hemorrhoids.
4: A, he needed to have some checked or out, or I don't know. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, but I do want to save. Um, probably towards the end of the show, a couple minutes to just absolutely rip apart an athletic department in college, which um, I feel like we can all get behind. So I would say stay tuned yeah. for that because as soon as you hear what school and you'll be like, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's let's go for it. But uh, last segment we talked about the Lakers and Warriors and why the Lakers. Listen, I'm not saying they need to win the NBA finals. I'm just saying they need to beat the Warriors. I cannot have the Warriors with. Their style of play, as I mentioned, but dear God, Draymond is just, he's hes being Draymond. And then the whole Gary Payton fiasco, we can't be rooting for the team that ha- houses the enemy like that. Like that is just, we, we cannot do that as a city. All right. So there's multiple reasons why you should uh, be rooting for the Lakers in this one. But as far as all the teams left, Jordan, is there a team that you can consider a front runner I feel like you could have said that a couple nights ago after the Nuggets took a 2-0 series lead but then the Suns come out and they get their first game at home and what do they do they look like they're the best team and it's just LeBron actually he had a good quote about young players in the playoffs he says and he's been doing this for a while the whole shutting off social media but he says turn off social media turn off the TV Don't watch anything because one night you're the greatest and your team is amazing, going to win it all. And then the next you suck and you're trash and you're garbage. And that's kind of how it feels in these playoffs for like everybody is that you get game one. As I mentioned with the 76ers, James Harden hits a clutch shot, gets them the huge win over the Celtics in Boston. And there you are like, man, all right, they just stole home court. And they're getting Embiid back, which, quite frankly, they probably didn't need to play Embiid in Game 2 and wasted his time and energy there. Yeah. Monday morning quarterback Embiid,
3: you're absolutely right. It's It was a waste of 30 minutes in his so-called health.
4: Yeah. So then you see that, and then Boston wins Game 3, and now they're up 2-1. And so there's your MVP is 0-2 against the Celtics. I mean, look at the West. I think everybody can make a case for either the Lakers or the Warriors winning it you can make a case for the heat sure as hell you can because they've been to the finals they've been to um if it wasn't they i mean they were what a a final shot from jimmy butler last year to get him back to the eastern conference finals it's that team is more capable than any team that is playing right now in the playoffs but again it's hard to say like i'm i'm hanging my hat on this team I'm rocking with this team right now because it's tough. It's great basketball from everyone. Yeah, it's a very
3: even matchup. It seems like each series has been minus like one, you know, which was a 4-0 series in the first round. It's been mostly exciting games minus a couple of blowouts like uh, the Heat one yesterday wasn't that exciting. And then the Lakers kind of ran away with it in the second half last night. But if you want to talk about somebody that's leading all teams or maybe a head or two above the rest, I don't want to say the Lakers because, man, my wife and I were just talking about it. This Warriors-Lakers series, it's like, babe, who are you rooting for? Like, uh, not really anybody,
4: but... Um, somehow this... cheating allegations get discovered by both teams. <laughs> yeah, and they and, both get ousted. Yeah, neither of them are allowed to go forward, and Denver-Phoenix is your uh, de facto Western Conference
3: Finals. <laughs> Exactly. Like, I hate both of these for many reasons as a Blazers fan, but it's going to be a good series. And the Lakers, they have... Uh, I would say the most complete roster minus maybe the Phoenix suns in all these teams left in the playoffs. So if you asked me, Jordan, who are you hanging your hat on? I'd have to go like one a and one B the Lakers. And surprisingly, even though they're down to one in the series to the nuggets, the Phoenix suns, because once they get Chris Paul back, I feel like they are going to be unstoppable. Kevin Durant has made them almost unstoppable minus a couple of games in the playoffs. And I'm not surprised that a team against the top team in the West is losing two games on the road to them. It doesn't make sense. You're not going to go into Denver in the semis and win the first two games on their floor. So the Phoenix Suns losing those two don't concern me at all. They're hopefully going to tie the series up tonight. So, yeah, Joe, for me, I'd have to go the Lakers and then the Suns because LeBron and then KD,
4: simply put. Yeah, as far as who I think You know, I'm going to say who I think is the team to hang the hat on and who I want to see win it all. I want to see the Nuggets do it. The way they looked in those first two games against the Suns, and I get what you're saying. It's like number one seed at home, like to steal a game, that would be nice. But the Suns didn't look like particularly close at even getting a game there. Like they got worked in game one. They got ran off the floor. Game two was closer, but they only put up 87 points. No, I I agree. Chris Paul's their glue, though, man, and he's been out. So it's um, And then game three, the Suns did get that one, 121-14, but again, pretty close. You needed 47 points from Devin Booker, who's having an amazing playoffs, right? Which I hate to admit because he drives me nuts sometimes, but his game right now is peaking on both sides of the ball. Um, but I, I think the Nuggets are the best team. They've been the best team all all year. They're the number one seed, and the way they looked against the Timberwolves, the way they looked to start this series, I'm I'm riding with the Nuggets, and quite frankly, I want them to win it extremely bad for a few reasons. Um, I mean, personal reasons, one of my best friends is a huge Nuggets fan, and as much as he likes to jaw and be biased towards his teams and his conferences that they play in, Man, seven, eight years ago, he was saying Jokic was the best center in the NBA and people would laugh at him. We'd be over at his house partying, drinking, and he would go on his rants to get on his soapbox about the Nuggets and how they're disrespected and how Jokic is the most disrespected player in the league. And here we are, 2023, and Jokic has got two MVPs. And here you are with Jamal Murray getting back to form, having some amazing performances in the playoffs. COVID bubble, Jamal Murray was one of my favorite players that I've seen. He was on one during the bubble. Uh, Aaron Gordon showing up. Michael Porter Jr., if he can start to get a little bit more consistency. You got Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Yeah, KCP, I love watching him. Bruce Brown. I mean, you got old man Jeff Green out there still helping out somehow. I mean, this team is such a gritty chip on the shoulder. Like, keep counting us out. Keep saying we shouldn't be here. Keep saying, does Jokic deserve two MVPs? Murray's not the same. Aaron Gore and that trade didn't work out. Like, I just want this team to keep rolling, keep cooking, and just prove everybody wrong. Roll Nuggets. Yeah.
3: All right, the Nuggets fans up here in the PNW. Uh, you're, you're probably the biggest Nuggets fan
4: that I've ever met. <laughs> and I'm Genuinely. not even a Nuggets fan. Yeah. No, I know two. All right, I know two, and I have to um, you know, tip my cap to them because they – I've watched a lot of Nuggets basketball over the years because of them, and... I mean, that's been a pretty mediocre franchise.
3: When you say Denver Nuggets, you don't think of elite if or they, championships. If, if, if they make the finals, the ratings are not going to be great. Let's uh, be like No. I mean, what, who's the best player in their franchise history? Like, Antonio McDice. Uh, I mean, maybe mellow mellow after that yeah th- but he was alex there english. for
4: six seven years and then requested a trade to new york and- as far as i know uh, oh. i think i heard that alex english is the most sold nuggets jersey of all okay
3: time. so yeah alex yeah. english mcdice was there in the 90s so that's why i think of him because i was a kid watching them ai but he was only there for two seasons. You say there's great a, Sixers, you think of Allen Iverson. There's a
4: difference between the best Nuggets player ever and best player to ever wear a Nuggets jersey. <laughs> well,
3: yeah, I mean, yeah. If you want to, like, the, who's the best Blazer ever to to step on the court, I, I think there'd be a couple, like, guys that spent five games in in a
4: uniform. Like, Pau Gasol was a Blazer, technically. Yeah. My, what a Blazer great he was. Yeah. My buddy, he was trying to make that case a couple of years ago when we got Carmel. He's like, is he the best? Bla- one of the best Blazers of all time? I'm like, no. no. I'm like, just... I'm happy he's here and he's balling out, but he's going to be here for two seasons. Like does not give him the track record here. Uh, trust, trust tree, Joe. I, I bought a Mellow Blazers Jersey. I will get one at some point. It's, it's. I think I, I need a couple years to pass, it. but what I need to do is buy one, not just for myself, but for my Denver Nuggets fan, uh, my friend, because he is a Mellow fan. Like when Mellow went to New York, he got a Knicks Jersey He's old, always rocked with Melo. so if I can get him, wearing a Melo Rockets jersey, probably. I don't know if he got the Rockets. <laughs> he definitely didn't get an OKC one, that's for sure. Um, I had a buddy who would do that with Rashid jerseys, though. Like when he had uh, Rashid had the cup of coffee in oh, Atlanta, with the one game. Yeah, he had. He got a Rasheed Wallace Atlanta Hawks jersey. Man, I need. To he, go that's back. how much. He, that's how much of a sheet. he is like Atlanta? I think she'd. he got a Bullets jersey as well. Rashid Wallace Bullets. See, that makes sense. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, gosh, so I, I want Jokic in the Nuggets to to finish this off, the playoffs. I mean, I just, you know, say what you want about ratings. and Oh, we're getting text line here. Andre Miller. Who could forget Nuggets, Andre Miller. Andre Miller spent two or three seasons as a Blazer as well. That's right. He dropped a 50-piece against Dallas. I remember that. He game. did.
3: Hello, this is Andre. Man, I loved watching that guy jump without actually jumping. His his jump shots, his feet did not leave the floor. Smallest guy I've ever seen that wasn't scared of the paint. Deal. Darn tootin', man. He, no, he was a gritty player, and he was an Man during his career with the Blazers. I, I'm sure with the Nuggets, too, but I don't remember him missing too many games as, as the Blazers point guard. It was nice to watch him play. Yes,
4: yes. All right, uh, more basketball stuff. Uh, while the Blazers haven't been in play in a while, the Ducks, Oregon Ducks, they were in play for uh, a certain player yesterday. Did not go their way. LeBron James Jr.? Is it? Is he LeBron James Jr.? Uh, I'm going to Google this and we'll, we'll get you an answer when we come back. Because we just all call him Brawny, right? Is this a big deal? Do Is him is Brawny James not coming to Oregon that big of a deal for the Ducks? I'm curious about that next. Text in 503 864 Ronnie James, LeBron James' son makes his commitment going to USC and not Oregon. Talk about that next here to finish hour one, Sports Sunday, 1080 The Fan.
0: You're listening to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on The Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan.
4: Ronnie James. Did we? Uh, did our research team find out if he is indeed LeBron James Jr.? He is LeBron James Jr. That's what I thought. Bronny. Brani. Okay. Bronny's just a nickname. Good job, research team. I see him out in the the hall, all all, all 10, 15 of them, just working hard, crunching on those computers, those big computer screens. Yeah, know. yeah. Only get that on Sports Sunday. Monday through Friday shows don't get those. Um, also, getting really educated on uh, African American studies thanks to a paper from a UNC player years ago. Um, Boy, some riveting stuff. Really just groundbreaking stuff that this guy wrote. (laughs) Some of the quotes. It's like AI wrote this paper for him. Oh, my God. I think AI would have wrote a better... It would have.
3: And to give us some context, in the break, uh, Joe and I were talking, it's like, is LeBron actually going to go to school while he's at USC. Yeah. So no, (laughs) I don't think he is. I think he's going to take seven African-American studies classes like they were offered at UNC and just get all A's and go play basketball and hang with girls. That's going to be his year at USC.
4: Yes. Because what, I mean, what this stemmed from was LeBron James, junior Bronny. He makes his decision. He will be going to USC to play basketball. The Oregon ducks were a choice. One of his top choices. They were on the board let Top be real. three, man. Oregon, Ohio State, and USC. Let's be real. I Going to the break, I said, is this a big deal? Not it would have been nice to have him here. In the day of social media and content and selling your team and your franchise and your school, having the son of the biggest name in sports right now is at Nike U. <laughs> pro- big deal. That is huge. <sighs> would have worked. Uh, Dana complains about people not filling the stands. You can be three and 20 people are showing up. Okay. If they hear LeBron and the Kardashians are showing up or something like that, Matt Knight will be more packed than you've ever seen. There would be tailgates down the street. So there is that. Um, But yeah, he goes to USC and LeBron also had a quote about, you know, if there is a, a grandma or grandpa or great grandparent of mine that I don't know about that went to college, then, you know, let me know. But this is the first person of the James family to go to college. So as a father, very proud of that to happen is what he was saying. And it's like, okay, take everything aside from basketball and school and sports and father-son relationship. Like, I was um, I was the first uh, male. You know, my dad, my grandpa, they didn't go to college. So, I, you know, my sister, she's a couple years old, me, older than me. She went to college, so she was technically the first. But... You know, being the first guy of the family, you know, doing something that your dad, grandpa, weren't able to do. It does, you know, give you that pride. But as Jordan brought up a great point during the break. Dude, it, let, let's let's uh, quote Cardell Jones here from Ohio State. I didn't go to Ohio State to play school. <laughs> LeBron James Jr., Bronny, is not going to USC to play school. How, how, is he actually going to graduate?
3: We're talking about him going LeBron like he's oh, I'm so proud of him like he's going to like he's already gotten his degree just spending a year at school well the kid of Lori Laughlin spent a year at USC <laughs> going to college hey, isn't that big of an vital. accomplishment. She was vital to that crew team, okay? She needed to be it, She was vital to the crew team's parties <laughs> because she got all the other hot girls there to go hang out with the guys, I if won- that was even a thing.
4: I wonder if I just shoot my shot at colleges or across the country on random sports teams and I could get Joey a scholarship into something. Just, like, hit up, I don't know, North Dakota Tech, uh, Polytechnic. yeah. Uh, A and M, they... get him a rugby scholarship. Yeah, something. You know, there's got it. There's field hockey. There's got to be someone I can bribe out there. Okay, wait. I, I didn't say that. Dump that. Dump. dump the bribe part. Dump the bribe part.
3: We missed it. I'm sorry, Joe. We missed it.
4: Uh, I. Uh, that's not who I am. I am a man of faith. Okay, that's not what I believe in. Um, I don't know if I'm ever gonna put this headset on again. Uh, but we do lose out on LeBron James, whatever, you know, it would have been great for the whole marketing aspect and would have put butts in seats, which Dana would have been happy about. But uh, besides that, LeBron James going to USC and I mean, good, good for LeBron. He gets to see his son play basketball more and it's in USC and L.A. So he doesn't have to travel. Man, if University of Oregon was in Beaverton, then I think uh, we'd have more of a shot. LeBron can make a business trip to the Nike campus, <laughs> shoot right down uh, to school, and catch his son play, and make it a whole little weekend. No, I see, and then that get person. the hell out of there because it's forty five and raining sideways.
3: But the, this, in the grand scheme of things, it would have been nice to have an Oregon. But honestly, I, I saw this news yesterday. I wasn't surprised. Didn't really ruffle my skirt too much because it's going to be a one and done year for Bronny. He's going to go to the NBA and then. 29 teams are going to be tampering, trying to get LeBron James on their team after they draft Bronny, whichever one ends up doing so.
4: Well, so. so and this has kind of been the the elephant in the room with this whole process is that LeBron will play next year. And then once he uh, Bronny James is 19, will go to the NBA and then LeBron will play that year and finish off. His career, his last year will be with whatever team drafts Brawny. That's basically, that is what is known at this point. He even said, like... I'll retire once I get to play with my son. That's tampering. It's already
3: tampering. But because it's a great father and son story, we're all cool with it. But Jalen Brunson going to the Knicks and having his daddy as the assistant <laughs> coach there and all the stuff with his agent and just kind of passing it along. little nepotism happening and that, that deal getting done from Dallas to New York. No, that's a problem, but this is fine. I can't stand where we
4: are, Joe. I can't stand it. Is there a statue of limitations on tampering in the NBA? Like, no, no, LeBron made those comments two years ago. It doesn't matter in this now. He wasn't
3: actually talking about really doing that. You know, saying something and doing something are two different things.
4: Shut up, Adam! (laughs) Damn it! I wonder, now I'm really wondering, like, and granted we're thinking two years ahead of time essentially, like, what franchise would be desperate enough even if they're not in the position to draft Bronny, say Bronny's not even good enough to be drafted, and they do it anyways. Like I could see the Hornets doing yes. something like this, Orlando, or Orla- I desperate poverty franchise Portland. Uh, I could uh, see- yeah. <laughs> Dear God, desperate for relevance because I think a lot of Blazers
3: fans' uh, idea of Blazers relevancy is fading along with Damian Lillard's career. And well, once he's done, I don't know how many Blazers fans are going to be watching, and that would keep some eyes.
4: Think of this lineup. Damien Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, because oh, he's because he's oh, coming God. over. We're we're gonna do this. Okay, Sharp, we're doing this. Shane Sharp is now in his prime. You sound like a national sports writer. LeBron James, <laughs> LeBron James Jr. Riding off into the sun, and LeBron James Jr. Sounds good to me. Oh, my God. I want to talk about uh, Nike U. Well, Dames, Adidas, but, you know. How does this Blazers team
3: sound? (laughs) Clyde Drexler, Damian Lillard, Brandon Roy, Arvidas Sabonis. Well, let's get them all cryogenically sealed onto the court next year and we'll win a championship. Joe, this
4: is how you sound right now. Hey, 2K, it it makes you think about some things, okay? You have some combos on NBA 2K. You get these players playing with them. You're like, why not, right? Yeah, like, uh, uh, psychedelics are legal here now, <laughs> so you could, you could really go on a trip to the, the place fent, of 2K. The Fent is hitting hard right now. Um, text line, there needs to be a bell after each uh, Peacock reference, just saying. Yeah, but, <laughs> Actually, that's a great idea. <laughs> um, and then as far as Brawny goes, uh, they say it could care, la- uh, could care less. In fact, I'm glad. Oregon doesn't need a player... So doesn't need a player sides. Uh, we have a very oh. Besides, we have a very good co- coach and no lack of talent. All offer that has been in part of the problem. No continuity. Best of luck, Bronny. And Talking then, about ducks, ducks basketball. Yes, yes. Yeah. There. So yeah, good point. I mean, it's not like the ducks are hurting for talent, and I feel like the name Bronny is uh, bigger than the talent at this point. Uh, but he has made strides over the last few years, where he's his stock has gone up. He so. didn't
3: play that good the LSI. Let I me mean, the Les Schwab Invitational, which was here on 1080 The Fan back in December 2022. Right. He, Jackson Shelstead, uh, yeah.
4: West Lynn, absolutely rolled Bronny's team and Bronny included in that. And now, Ducks fans, you have a reason to watch games against USC this year. So that I mean, hey, hopefully Matt Knight. When USC comes to town, that is a fun environment because nothing uh, will make a fan base more mad than you not going to their school, <laughs> spurning their school and recruiting. Uh, no one holds grudges like college football and uh, college sports fans, I feel like.
3: Oh, yeah, when Oregon plays USC, uh, UCLA, I mean, uh, DTR. Yeah. <laughs> or excuse me, um, not DTR, but the kid that took over for Dante him. Dante Moore. Dante Moore. Yeah. Yeah, they, they are going to be booing the hell out of him. Yes, yes.
4: All right, hour number two coming up. Jordan Schultz, Joe Fisher Sports, Sunday, right here on 1080, The Fan.
6: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better